Hello again and welcome to this next uh, edition of the Lions Voice Ministries podcast. This is Richard Spangler, your host and teacher, and uh, we're going to be talking today about the time to walk. And we're going to talk to it in the context of God is the lion of the tribe of Judah and he roars. And, 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 uh, and the fact is we need to roar. We are his children. We are the people of his pasture, and it's time for us, the remnant of God, to stand up and to roar. It's time to move forward. It's, you know, in in Amos 3, uh, verses 6, 7, and 8, it says this, uh, when a trumpet sounds in the city, do not people tremble. When disaster comes to a city, has not the Lord caused it? Surely the Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared, who will not fear? The sovereign Lord has spoken, who can but prophesy? Proclaim to the fortress of Asteroid and to the fortress of Egypt, assemble yourself on the mountains of Samaria. See the great unrest within her and the oppression of her people. That's verse 9. In verse 10, they do not know how to do right, declares the Lord. Who still are up in their, in their fortresses? What have they plundered and looted? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. It, it goes on the judgment. First of all, we are called to proclaim the word of God. We are called to speak out what God has spoken, what God is saying today. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The entire chapter, the entire book of Amos is a call of God to the nations, listing what they have done wrong, to, to declaring what they have what they have overstepped and what they have done wrong. But yet, but yet at the end, at the end of Amos, in chapter 9, verse 11, through the end of the chapter, it declares, in verse 15, it declares, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper and will overtake the plowman and the planter by the one who tread, treaded the grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and will flow from all the hills, and I will bring my people Israel back from exile. Then they will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant Israel in their own land, never again to be uprooted. For the land that I have given them, says the Lord. This is specifically for Israel, but also for us today. Our our nation and our, and our world is at a turning point. And we as the church have responsibility as children of God, as adopted into the family of God, as being ones who will come out and stand up and roar. We have for too long used our church buildings as places where we go in and hide. We have wonderful worship, wonderful praise. People get healed, delivered, and saved in the church building. But very few people go out and share what has happened with anyone other than another Christian, other than another believer. And we have to begin to arise and declare in the marketplaces. We have to declare the word of the Lord. We have to declare God's love. And it's not just the voting that comes up. The voting is a gift of God to us through our Constitution. And if, and if you're a believer, you need to go and vote. You need to go and vote. You need to exercise your God-given right to make change as you ask God who to vote for. And you need to look at the Scriptures and determine who to vote for based upon scriptural basis. And that's all I'm going to say about the elections in this country. But that is the call. That is the call. It's time for not just the side who is screaming, uh, get out the vote. 
because they want your vote to continue their evil purposes. We need to get out our vote for righteousness. We need to stand and do what God is calling us to do, and that's to roar like the Lion of Judah. We are his children. We are young lions, and we need to stand and roar in the marketplace. Wherever we're at, we need to roar. We need to roar from the mountaintops. We need to stand against injustice. We need to stand against unrighteousness. We need to stand against sin, but we also need to roar in love. Remember, Jesus didn't condemn people when they, when they were in sin. He forgave them. And we should do the same. We should stop condemning. We should stop judging and point them to God's love. Point them to, to Jesus. Whether they're uh, uh, a racist, a homosexual, a transgender, whatever. Or a rich man or a poor man. I'll put it that way. Or, or a man or a woman. They need to know the love of God. They need to know that God loves them and wants to save them. God says in his word that he does not want anyone to perish, but he wants all to repent. So we need to come out of our walls and begin to go to our neighbors and not worry about what they are or what they've done wrong, but to share the love of God with them. That's a roar louder than any hate, any bigotry. Any injustice that will overcome, even if they don't accept it from you now, they will hear it. A seed planted, God's seeds planted, will return void. There will be something that happens in that person's life. As you go and ask God, who do I minister to today? Who do I step out of that door and do I talk to today? God will give you those opportunities, and you will be able not only to bless them, but bless those that hear you around them. It's time for us to take up the call to roar where we are. And for those of you who are sitting in your houses waiting for the rapture to come, hold up in there going, well, the world's done. The world's going to, I'll say it, hell in a handbasket. No. You're, you're actually keeping the things getting worse by you sitting in your house. You are withholding the very thing you are calling for because God knows the, first, the last person that needs to be saved. He knows the last person who will accept him and turn to him. And if you're sitting in that house, who knows you are the person to lead that person to Christ so the return can come. There is a time of fulfillment in God when he says, heaven's full, that's it, time to go bring my people to me. That can't happen until that last person that God knows, we don't know, till that last person turns to him and accepts him and then the heavens will open, and then the end will come. Well, our job is to make that happen. It's also our job to speak against injustice and to roar against injustice. Jesus, in his walk on this earth, did both. To the lame man who was lowered to him in, 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 the, in, in the house where they tore open the roof, he told that man, rise up and walk. He also told him, your sins are forgiven. He told that man, first your sins are forgiven. And then he says, rise up and walk. Jesus forgave sins. The woman at the well, he didn't condemn her that she had been married five times before and was living with a man. He just told her what she already knew. And she also he also shared who he was with her. And she went and brought out the whole town. The whole town heard him. The whole town received a blessing because she was changed by the love of Christ, by the love of God towards her 
a woman that the town didn't want to do anything with because of her past. Because basically she was prostitute. In those days she'd be considered a prostitute. An unclean woman. Of an, an unclean people is what the Jews considered the Samaritans. Here's Jesus stepping across a deep, deep prejudice, a deep, deep racist attitude in his, in his own people to reach out to a people that needed to hear God's love. And that's where we're at. We need to forget the racial boundaries. We need to forget the, 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 the segregation that we institute upon ourselves and step across the line. Go to that person who is, who is hurting and you don't know they're hurting. Go to that person who is in sin and needs to hear that God loves them and that God will forgive them. All they have to do is turn. People don't think God can forgive them. People don't think they, they, can, they, they can be forgiven. They think they have to do something. They have to change. And God says, no, come as you are. But unless we go and tell them, unless we roar about the love of God, they don't know. Yet on the other hand, we have to speak out against injustice and evil in high places, just as much as Jesus did. You know, Jesus roared towards the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he, he roared publicly. And he called them whitewashed sepulchers with dead men's bones inside, called them snakes and vipers. Man, that's a powerful statement in any language. That's a roar of God of saying, you guys are doing wrong, and woe be to you because you're, you're keeping others from coming to God. You're, keeping, you're not going in yourself, and you're keeping other people from come, not coming in. That is true today among our leadership. There are people who are standing opposing God, clothing themselves in and political righteousness when it comes to election time. And they say, oh, I love God. I love the church. I love Christians. And then the next day they're saying, we need to do something about these people. We need to shut them down. We, need to, we don't want them speaking in public. That's what Jesus was warning against. That's what Jesus was standing in about the fact that they said one thing on the outside. And on the inside, they were worse than the people that they were dealing with. So you have an opportunity here to stand up and say, it's time. It's time for me to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Stand up and roar. Stand up and roar. God showed me many, many years ago that there was coming a generation of young lions arising that would roar and they would move into positions of authority and power across the nation and across the world. They would roar in the cities. They would roar in the streets. They would roar in their neighborhoods. They would take positions of authority in businesses and in corporations and in government, and they would roar with the love of God. They would roar with the, with the authority of God, and things would begin to shift and change, and then another generation of lions would arise, and then another generation. This is the time for the generations of young lions to arise and to roar. Not out of hatred, not out of bigotry, but out of, and not out of judgment. We're, we're not the ones who supposed to judge. God's the judge. God judges. Now, if it's somebody in the house of God that's doing wrong, we bring correction. And then, yes, there is a form of judgment there where if they, don't, if they continue to do the things wrong, we take a stand and say, you're no longer a part of us until you get yourself right. But there's always a way back. There's always a way back. And that's what I'm saying. It's always a way back. 
God is always waiting for that person to say, Lord, God, forgive me. I accept the work of your son, Jesus Christ. I repent of the sins I have done wrong. Forgive me. I receive your love and your grace and your mercy. Lord, help me to walk with you. When you, when you lead somebody in a prayer of accepting God, because you've told them about the love of God, that life is transformed. That life is taken from the devil's work, from the devil side of the thing, to the, from evil to good in one instant. And that's what we need to be about. If you're not out there sharing the gospel, if you're not out there roaring like a lion for the glory, as a, as a lion of Judah, you're actually helping the devil take people into hell, helping them go to hell on their own, and allowing the evil to rule and to reign in places it's not supposed to be. But it was never intended for evil to rule this earth. And we have been put here to point the way to God. Now, how do you point the way to the God? How do you how do you point the way? Unless you open your mouth. You've got to roar. You've got to roar. And you've got to not only do it in the church, you've got to do it outside the church. The church grew because everybody did the work of the ministry. Everybody shared Jesus at a time when it could be your meant your life if you shared Jesus. Now, in some places of the world, that's true today. There are places like in China or Iran or North Korea. You share the gospel, you're, you're, you're putting your life on the line. And in other places, in, in Africa, there are places where, where the extremists will kill you if you're a Christian. But it still doesn't stop the lion from roaring. It still doesn't stop us from doing what we're called to do. And that's what we're called to do. We are called to share God's love, to be a living testimony of who God is in our lives and who God, what God has done for us and to, to talk to people about the love of God. One person in my when I was in school many, many years ago had, had took it on upon themselves to invite me to church. And I had been, I had talked to him, I had talked to people he knew, and I found it very interesting. Something drew me to it when he finally asked me to go to church, and I said, yes, they were surprised I showed up. Because basically, I was American heathen. I was, my family was not going to church. We knew about God, but it was not anything on our radar. It was not anything on my radar. Until my friend Art came to me and says, you know, I want you to meet somebody. We went over a house, and they asked me to come to church. Now, the one thing my dad had taught me long before he passed away, and he died when I was young, and my mother instilled this in us too, if you make a promise, you keep it. Well, I made a promise, and I kept it. And with that came a, came a time of decision for me to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And I did that. The big question to you is who today have you talked to? Who today have you ministered to? Who today have you roared with the love of God into their lives so strongly? The love of God. I'm just saying the love of God. The love that saved you, the love that showed you forgiveness and mercy. Who have you shown forgiveness and mercy to today? Who have you shared it with? And you don't have to be loud and boisterous. 
I'm going to do it very quietly and peacefully, like I talked about with this young lady that I prayed in the in the last episode of when, we were, when we were on vacation. I didn't make a big scene in that restaurant. I just took her hand with her permission and prayed for her, and she received something that she needed. She received something from God. If she didn't know God, she suddenly real, she probably came to the realization, there's a God. And God did something amazing in my life. So if she didn't know God, she's on her way to knowing God. If she knew God, she got a revelation of God, how much God cares for her, how much she, he loves her. And that's what I'm saying. We need to tell the world how much God loves them. We need to quit giving the, 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 the world, the devil, the, the, the ability to stand unopposed and tell people that God hates them, God's unmerciful, God's a big uh, man with a big stick waiting in heaven for you to step out of land and he's going to whack you over the head and kill you. That's not the picture of God. God is a loving father who loves his children, and we're all his children, whether you know him or not. And he wants you to know him. And he wants you to, and when you know him, he wants you to tell others about him. That's the call. That's the call to roar like the lion of the tribe of Judah. To stand, God has said by his voice, and it is time for us to go forth. And when you may not be a prophet, but you can go and you can speak the word of God. That's speaking prophecy. That's prophesying. It's time to start telling people, sharing the gospel in a way that they will realize that you're different. Let your actions speak. Uh, I heard it said, let your life, let your actions speak louder. And then if, if by all means, and then by, if, then if, anything, if all else fails, preach. If you're living the life, people notice. So when you come to them and say, can I talk to you? Let God guide you in the decision. Or they may come over for a cup of coffee. And you sit down and you start a conversation. Or you may be in a grocery store. You may be in a, 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 a online and you come across somebody who's hurting. And you begin to minister to them. Who knows what the opportunities are going to be. But we need to get up and get out and do the work. We need to come out of our caves and I'll use that term, to come out of our caves, to stand atop the hillside and to roar. And then to go down in the valley and roar and begin to set the captives free. That's what we're called to do, to set the captives free and to speak out against injustice and wickedness and evil in high places. So there's our call, to roar against evil, to declare what it is as evil, and then at the same time, to declare God's love to those who are in bondage to evil, that they can be set free. This is what we're about. And you do it with the leading of the Holy Spirit, you'll be guided to people right and left. Say, God, show me, just start with just this phrase. God, show me one person today that I can tell about you. Give me the courage and the boldness to go and talk to them. Our Lord, put someone in my path that will start talking to me and give me the boldness and the courage to speak out. Lord God, we ask this now. We're going to pray this now. Lord, I pray for everyone watch, listening to this podcast. Lord, we, we pray for them now. Lord, that they would indeed be as bold as the lion of the tribe of Judah. They would be as bold as you, Lord. They would stand and speak forth your word. They would speak forth that you love all, that you love the person who's in the deepest, darkest sin, whether they're a drug addict, homosexual, transgender, prostitute, 
drug dealer, you love them all, and you want them to come to know you. You love the person who sits in the boardroom and makes decisions on millions of dollars. You love the person that's that's sleeping under a, 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 a an overpass and homeless. You you love them all, God. And Lord, we are to share you with them. And Lord, we agree right now to do the work of the ministry, to step out of our caves, to step out of our homes, to step out of our church buildings, and to go forth and roar with the love of the line of the tribe of Judah for mankind. Lord God, we thank you for giving us the opportunity. We thank you for giving us the freedom to speak. We thank you for forgiving us from sins. And Lord, as we have, as you have shown us mercy, let us go forth and show mercy and show your love, to show your passion and compassion to people around the world, in our neighborhoods, in our cities, and in our, in our country. God bless you. Bye-bye. Now, if you'd like to contribute and help this ministry continue on, uh, you can do it through the Cash App, and you can use, my, my name's Richard Spangler, and you can use uh, hash, the, 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 the dollar sign, capital R-I-C-H, lowercase, and then capital uppercase S-P-A-N-G. That's do, dollar sign, capital uppercase R, then lowercase I-C-H, Capital uh, uppercase S, lowercase P A N G, and you can help in that way, or you can go to Amazon and purchase my books, The Adventures in the Spirit, a series of prophetic visions, or the new book, The Covenants and the Fire. And again, God bless you, and we pray that this will be a great blessing to you, and will encourage you to step out and to roar like the Lion of Judah. God bless. <music>